0: Thank you for listening to the Spare Change Podcast. Finance knows no limits. Hello and welcome to Spare Change Podcast. Today I have on Brittany Green. Brittany, I met you at FenCon, and you had a lot to say about your mission um, in helping college students reach financial literacy and improve their credit. Um, I know that aligns a lot with what i'm about to get myself into uh i've been putting in my college applications recently uh looking to go to college for an economics degree kind of follow up on the whole money nerds kind of conversation uh from fincon what are what are some things that people might not know about you that you would uh lead with maybe not so much an elevator pitch but what what would people need to know about you and what your mission is
1: Yeah, uh, so recently we actually carved down the mission to an exact number of students that we want to begin helping, right? Because we got to start somewhere. So the mission to start, our immediate goal is for us to help over 200,000 college students graduate with excellent credit. And a lot of people are very shocked when I tell them my story of, hey, I was denied a job right out of college um, because of my credit. So because of that, now I reach back, um, excuse me. And now I reach back to educate those students because they don't know what's on the other side waiting for them. They have questions, they're curious, and now they're they're basically begging their institutions to say, Hey, can we learn about these things? Because some of them are starting to get things on their own or explore entrepreneurship. So one of those things is that they don't. A lot of people don't know is that over um, close to fifty percent of employers are checking your credit to make a hiring decision. So if that's going to be something that's impacted or that you're, you know, that you're going to need, hey, when you get to college, that should be something that's a part of that curriculum.
0: Yeah. So that that actually really strikes me as something that I've had to deal with before. Um, so my background is in military intelligence and a lot of people in that crowd have to have their finances together, if not all, because what you're under when you're, when you're qualified and you have a military clearance or even a commercial clearance, um, they look first and foremost at your personal finances and... They kind of like do a deep dive and you're under what's called the continuous evaluation program. Um, so I, I find it interesting to hear that you've had firsthand experience and have had firsthand um, negative experience with employers looking at your credit or even your um, even other financial aspects of your life before you're even hired on. What... Um, like, was there a specific reason or anything that they highlighted that was the issue, or was it just, like, a, a soft credit pull, or they, they kind of saw, yeah. like, history?
1: That's a good question. They don't really tell you unless you ask. I did actually think to ask, which now I'm kind of regretting that I didn't, but at that point, I really didn't understand. I was like, okay, well, then what do I need to do to get it up? Like... At that point, it, it, back in 2017, my goal was, hey, I'm looking to climb the ladder, I'm looking to do these different things, and if this is going to be a stepping stone, whatever it is, let's fix it. I can I can tell you what was wrong with my credit at that time. I didn't really have much positive credit, but I did have negative things, like medical bills, right? A charge-off card from um, college, when they, because in college, they still offer you credit cards, but they don't offer you the education that it takes to manage those credit cards, so... If you're kind of just moving with a blind eye, you don't necessarily know what's going on. Um, and it's not a specific industry, there are multiple industries that are looking at your credit. Um, I had someone recently say, hey, I was just trying to get a job at Enterprise, and no shade to Enterprise, um, really i don't even know if i'm supposed to be saying the the actual company but they were looking to wash cars and they were denied that job because of their credit now i don't know if that's something that's done company-wide or whatever the case is and how deep that goes but that was a deciding factor as to why he could not get employed by them because of it was a credit check um but they didn't go into detail as far as what it is it just kind of reverted him to go view his consumer report which when you're telling someone to just go look at their consumer report it can look like a foreign language if you are not familiar with what it is that you're looking at so that was another thing too so now they didn't necessarily specify exactly what was wrong um in my case but in other cases in which i've heard it's more so just reverting them back to their consumer report to kind of take a look at it themselves
0: one one of the things that you just hit was you know you look at all of these places where people are really young and getting into their first financial decision making and their first like real significant employment. Uh, when your earning potential is limited by your already limited credit history or uh, you're kind of like locked off from opportunities based on like a lack of financial education, that can be very difficult for someone who doesn't really have themselves set up yet. And it can start an early pattern of financial mistakes and financial riskier decision making. um
1: yes.
0: Not not to like highlight negative issues, but what what are some of the things that people you've been working with? What are some of the things that they've kind of spoken about that are common issues for that younger yeah. generation? Yeah,
1: typically it's credit cards. Um, what's money is. Um, this generation doesn't have as much credit card debt as normal. Um, college students do typically tend to have ter- uh, tend to carry more credit card debt than anyone else, um, just because of how it's targeted. But a lot of them aren't necessarily taking the credit cards these days. They're just saying, "Oh, well, I'll just do without credit." For when. They don't really understand that you get penalized for not having it. So one thing I have seen is because they don't know anything about it, they're not even going to step into it because it's like, I would rather not, but that comes with its own penalization. Um, what I have also seen is people using too much of their credit. Um, that's been a common theme of, hey, well, if I just have this credit card and I just use it, well, if I'm just using it, but they're using it responsibly, like you're carrying a hundred percent utilization, meaning you're, you're, Maxing out your credit cards on a monthly basis, you're barely paying the minimum balance, and you've got late payments and different things like that. So it's over usage and under usage um, is what I have seen as that common thing.
0: What, one of the other topics is like organizations don't care so much about individual consumers and their credit. And a lot of the times, the younger you are, the more likely you are to fall into predatory lending or uh, maybe not so kosher practices of like, yeah, we'll give you this credit card and we're not going to check your credit. We're just going to allow you to have it. And then you get caught up in the idea of, well, I've got this money now, but you start to spend it and now you're paying interest on the meals that you're eating or even uh, the like smallest things that you could think of. You buy a candy bar, you're paying interest on it. That's a huge concern when it comes to a younger audience, because they don't really necessarily have uh, the capital to cover those expenses at such a young age. And I think it's, it's especially true for people who don't have their first career that if you're wrapped up in predatory lending that early, it can impact you for years. Um, And not only just your credit, but, like, even the amount of money that you're able to keep on your table um, and save long-term. So it can be really damaging, and I'm not 100% sure how uh, it's legal in some areas to lend at the rates that are being uh, put on to these younger... um, Consumers and it's a huge problem. I'm not sure 100 percent how to address it. I'm sure there's some uh, lobbying and legal aspect to it, but uh, just just as far as like financing, what what's the craziest thing that you've ever uh, seen someone put on credit or seen somebody uh,
1: finance? So, honestly, I haven't really seen anything too crazy as far as what they finance, because once you get your credit card, I'm giving you a strategy. Like, if you're working with me, you're going to have a strategy. But I don't necessarily look at their statements, per se, um, but they are supposed to follow a... a strategy as to how, the, how you use it once you get the accounts. But I haven't necessarily heard of anything too crazy getting put on there. It's really just your normal things like your food, your Christmas gifts, your birthday gifts, things like that that should not be on your credit card simply because those are, you're using your credit to leverage in order to get access to bigger things and to be able to do, you know, do things that you want. So I haven't seen anything negative as to which someone is doing now. What I have seen as far as positives, what people have used their credit for, has been that they're leveraging it to invest in the stock market, and they have a budget as to how much they're going to spend. So let's say, for example, if they have a, thousand dollar limit they may use two to three hundred to invest in the market well then they know that when they get their check back that's already something that they can pay but and they can pay it back in increments that way they're able to invest bigger in the initially and then you know pay it back over time so i've seen things like that but nothing too crazy thankfully in in the credit charging space now you talk about collections and all that of- Stuff. Now, that's a, <laughs> I've seen some interesting things there but not necessarily from that aspect of what they're using
0: it for I find it interesting um, just just the way that you kind of highlighted like using a credit card as an investment strategy that, that's really interesting I think I could learn something there um, what other strategies do you help implement um let's say like freshmen in college what strategies can they apply um to kind of start building credit rather than harming themselves with it that early on
1: yeah so i'm going to be honest i always start with behavior meaning making them take a look at themselves in the mirror like it isn't like even when through the program it isn't just oh we just jump right in and we're going right to your report and, and, and diving in no it's we need to face ourselves right in the mirror because we need to know who is the person looking back at us? What are their current habits? What are their, we, you know, what are the things that are their weaknesses as far as, you know, like, oh man, I know I'm going to want to spend on food this month. Okay, can you give yourself a budget, right? Looking themselves in the mirror is number one because in order to apply the strategy, you have to know where you're pitfalls are in order to adjust as adversity hits because it's so simple to say oh I have this extra money let me just use this but you don't even have a payback plan right versus if you have a yes plan with your um with how you run your credit then you're guaranteed to win as long as you're following the steps um and and that goes down to instilling that mindset around uh credit building, instilling that mindset around um oh i have to sneeze ooh, thank you oh my god i had a little tear <laughs> <laughs> that one will stay
0: on the video but i'll cut it from the audio no worries <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure I'll get some bless you's in the comments. That'll be too funny. Um <laughs> but I would get a lot of folks who are like, Hey, um emergency or I have this thing that I have to take care of and it's like okay great but what's your payback plan what's your how am I going to get out of this type of thing do you have any other methods of being resourceful so really kind of fine-tuning that mind and kind of setting that foundation the affirmations, setting that up first before we just automatically jump to oh apply for this account because they have had spending habits before they came in to college so what what were your parents doing right? What were your siblings doing? What did you dissecting those things and understanding those things first? Because what you've seen in the past kind of determines where the decisions that you make today. So if you have a fine tune, if you have an understanding on how you do things now, moving forward, it's like, oh, okay, I can call myself out on my bluff. I can know, okay, this is a good decision that I'm making, or I know I have a payback plan. I'm double checking. You're it's kind of getting into that routine first, that second nature before we implement the strategies. So that's really where we focus on, and that's where we create change. <laughs> I,
0: I can't say how much I love what you just said, um, and, and it applies so heavily into a lot of the things that I've been talking to people that I work with and people um, that I've had on the podcast, the mental aspect and the psychological aspects of dealing with finances, especially when you have a history of like watching people either struggle or watching people make decisions that they maybe shouldn't have. Um, I know my wife and I have both seen like really bad financial examples and really good financial examples. Um, but it is important for anyone to know when they're approaching their finances, like, yes, you already have, you know, these maybe like bad form in, uh, sports or like You've already got some kind of um, wonky ways that you like to do things and it might not be the best thing for you. It might not be in your best interest to oh, go purchase that new iPhone or X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. There's a huge aspect behind money where if you're already in a set pattern, it's hard to break that. Whether it's a good habit or a bad one, yeah. you, can, you can find yourself – stuck in one way of doing things and not keeping your mind open is one of the earliest ways that you can limit yourself. Um, I I definitely will keep that clip and highlight that like it it is so important to get yourself in the right headspace when you're dealing with money when you're dealing with credit especially early on like you're already in college you're already in a learning environment It, it takes a little bit of effort but if you start learning about finances it can help you so much more in the long run than if you choose to ignore it, and you know I'm not gonna look at my bank account because I'm afraid to see the bad things, or I'm not gonna look at um, the the payments and how much principal I still have left on this loan, because you know I mean I'm gonna just be in debt forever, just like 80% of Americans. That that mindset can be shifted, and I think it's important to highlight that you know it is a mindset issue first and foremost, and then it's an education issue uh, for a lot of Americans especially.
1: Yes, and that's one of the things, which is why we target and focus on behavior and mindset. Because at the end of the day, your credit is going to fluctuate. Doesn't matter how much you know the strategies. Life happens. So if you fall ill, or if um, you lose your income, or something shifts, it's important to be able to know how to bounce back. And a lot of people don't understand the power of resilience as well as embracing failure. Because it doesn't. Even I, as a credit expert. I have failure. I have. I'm running a business as an entrepreneur. Things fluctuate. So guess what that guess what that means? Credit fluctuates. So because of that, but me knowing the principles makes it easier for me to jump right back in the game and not feel defeated when contrast of life happens. So having that focus on embracing failure and learning the power of resilience is going to be those master skills we want it in like hone in on because the rest of everything is going to amp itself up automatically because it's going to be second nature your second nature is going to be to go back to the things that make you feel good or your or go back to the things that help you rise up when you're you know facing contrast so it is 90 percent mindset 10 percent skill set when it comes to this credit game uh just
0: just addressing the whole like um set of skills and what what people can put in their toolkits what are some of the factors that are most impactful when it comes to people's credit and wealth building
1: yeah so um, right now how the the models are made up. You have your FICO model and you have your Vantage model. Understanding the differences between those two, but also understanding that both of them are equally important in lending decisions because now lenders are starting to look at both your Vantage scores and your FICO scores. So that is number one. Your payment history. Everything is on trended data now. They're not just looking at your score and saying, oh, I see a 756, I'll grant you this money. No, they're looking at to see what because they know how simple it is to To boost your score nowadays they're looking at what you've done over the past year to two years to see what is your trended data what do you do on a month-to-month basis can we trust you long term not just by what your score says right now right and your usage that goes into play with your um trended data because are you carrying a maxed out credit card on a month-to-month basis right or are you keeping a consistency of low credit card usage keeping your debt to income ratio on the lower spectrum are you doing those things because if you're doing those things then they're like oh okay your trending data is nice we can trust you long term so really it's really all boiling down to what is your trended data? And just even to say that if your trended data wasn't the strongest over the last year, you can start developing that now. All you need is a good six months as a head start and to continue that moving forward. There are people that will give you a chance at six months of worth of good consistent payment history there's folks that'll give it to you at a year at three months but it takes they want to see at least that you have a pattern of good behaviors before they can lend you anything different
0: i I think that really wraps everything like in such a like clear package that people can start attacking like the smaller problems first and then kind of building up i know one of the things that i've talked with other people um that I've had on is like, you can have multiple loans, but which one do you start with? Like which which one do you start paying off first? And you could, you could start it, you know, this is the lowest remaining balance and tackle that right away and just eliminate it altogether. You yeah. could start with, you know, compounding some of the other like disparate loans, whether it's a home loan and a car loan and you want to kind of consolidate that debt together and then pay on a lower interest or maybe even refinancing a loan that you've kind of been at a higher level interest i know my wife had um i didn't know at the time but she had told me you know i'm paying 15 percent apr on this vehicle and it was a chevy malibu with an oil leak i was like this is not what you want to be doing like you can trade that in the cost will be added to your new car and what whatever balance you had left on the old one but if you can get it at a lower interest the the cost balances out um and that's one of the things that we've both been learning about is like how you know lending can be very predatory if you're younger and you not even realize like how much interest money you're paying versus how much right. principal you're paying down on a loan right. um i think it's also important to uh even knowing like the smallest ways that you can help yourself one of the things that i've highlighted that i learned from um I'll give her a shout out. Lacey Langford. Uh, she had someone on her podcast who talked about Experian Boost and how you can add things to your credit reporting. and you can send things to Experian that show payment history outside of the typical you know your home loan or your uh, car loan. you can you can even add like your monthly rent for your apartment or your phone bill. And those things can be added and boost your credit score that way. So I think it's important. Now I for people... will
1: say something about experience boost, and this is no shade of okay. experience whatsoever, right? but make sure that whatever you're getting reported now I do know about rental payments but make sure that it's getting added to all three bureaus typically with and what I've seen in the past it could be changing and if it's changing you know I'm loving it experience boost does increase your score but there have been a lot of lenders that don't recognize that right because it also works just for experience you have Equifax and transUnion who are two separate bureaus who are not recognizing that at a time I'll double and triple check just to make sure to, and see if they are if it's changed but in the past that wasn't how it was set up so you're getting this increase on one report but it's not showing across your other you know your other reports and on top of that each consumer has up to 28 credit scores so is you know is that being applied to all of those different type of scores that you may have you don't know so or you're pulling, you're seeing one score and then you go into a lender's office and they're like, uh, no, your score is this, right? So being able to understand those different scores and make sure that whatever you have reporting is showing to all three bureaus and find out what type of reports they're reporting to. Is it going to really contribute toward your mortgage scores? Because your mortgage scores are typically 2, 4, 5, uh, FICO 2, 4, and 5, and then now they recently added FICO 10T and Vantage 4.0 so is you know what you're getting reported for you know is that going to all of those different reports that's also important to understand as well
0: see this is why I'm I'm, I'm glad I brought you on because you've got that level of insight and experience with it um, and I think it's important for people to understand like not everybody is an expert and there there's information everywhere um so knowing someone who has that experience level and knowing someone who has like the background knowledge in the history of like dealing with um not just their own problems but everybody else's that comes in their office or has a call with them um and, and it's super helpful to kind of get that like first wave of knowledge out of the way where you're you know and this goes back to a concept that I go over a lot, where we talk about confidence and competence. You can be really confident about something, but if you're not competent, it can it can really damage you. And that's where you kind of learn those really hard lessons, and it brings you back to, oh, okay, there were some things I needed to learn before I got too cocky about it, and then yeah. So I think I think it helps a lot to um, just hear different voices and hear new things that you might not have thought about um and and it's super important to like you said cover all your bases because when someone is looking at giving you money it's it's not a free transaction just to you know go wild with when someone's looking at giving you money they're going to want to make sure that you can pay it back in every aspect that they want you to um just as um kind of some final points to uh maybe just give background on what kind of brought you into the financial space, what made you interested in helping others build their credit build their wealth um, and even just like entrepreneurship and business, what are some of the things that brought you into that space and where can people learn more about what you're doing and learn more about your goals
1: yeah so honestly it all started with my inability to advance due to Um, my credit and knowing how hard I worked in school like they have you work hard like you're in school from the time that you're like 5 and sometimes earlier up until like you're 25 so if you're taking all this time to become educated and you're doing the internships and you're doing all these different things you want to you, know, you want to be compensated for that. So the fact that that was a hinder a hindrance for me, I had to understand that, that was probably a hindrance for many other folks out here as well. So because of that, let me um, help back, help and give back as much as I can, educational wise. Work with and partner with institutions to put this curriculum in with their you know annual things that they do to help their students develop personally outside of their curriculum because times are are changing and we're not able to just oh go in and and be the perfect studious folks people aren't having that anymore people want to be personally developed so because of that i said okay this is a need and this is where i find myself having so much fun educating and um giving back so that's honestly where i decided you know how I decided to get into the industry but now as I'm developing things I will say for anyone out there listening you need to focus on personally developing yourself first the best investment that you could ever make no financial vehicle it is yourself by investing in yourself the financial vehicles that you need to invest in to make yourself wealthy will come but you have to understand who you are, what you want to do, how you want to do it, what type of impact you want to make, in order to live a life that's fulfilled and not just a life chasing, constantly chasing the next financial wealth vehicle. Right? You want to make sure that whatever it is you're doing, it's true to you and who you want and how you want to make an impact and imprint on this world.
0: I couldn't even say it better if I tried. Um, I definitely appreciate that background and just the real idea behind everything that you do and the effort that you put into it you can tell is just so high energy and like there is that passion and dedication to help people yeah. with their financial issues um yeah. where, where can people learn more about what you're doing and how they can uh, find you yeah
1: you guys can visit me at www.crowned like a crown with an ed um financials with an s llc.com um that's where you can find me on the website you can find me on instagram tiktok at i am Brittany green so that's b-r-i-t-t-a-n-y g-r-e-e-n-e don't forget the e um and you can find me on social media sites i'm always dropping free content Um, Events. I do have an event coming up in November for college students. So if you are a college student, I don't know when it's going to be put out. But if you are a college student um, and you're looking to get some education on credit, get to my Instagram, set the notification bell on. This way you can be tuned to when the event is happening or when future events are going to be happening if you hear it after the November 12th date.
0: Awesome. And Brittany, I appreciate your time today. Um, I I know you're very busy and I definitely uh, not only had fun talking about finances, had fun talking about credit building, but I learned some things as well. So definitely value your time and appreciate you coming on.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Spare Change Podcast. Please follow, share, and remember finance knows no limits.